Welcome to the Nearly Fresh Topics podcast. We are nearly fresh because we've been on the cusp of cool for basically our whole lives, but never getting quite over the hump. We're almost cool, so nearly fresh. Uh, and it's also an, an initialism of NFTs, which you all know, and maybe you don't, but fuck it. It's non-fungible tokens. By the way, Jason, I hope we're able to swear in this because we've fucked it already. <laughs> I don't I don't see why not. Yeah, I... Uh... I'll drop the occasional f bomb from every now and right, then. It's good. it's not it's not part of my culture, but uh, as it may be with yours, but but it'll it's, happen. It's, it's imprinted in my DNA. Like Rosanna's always giving me shit, like especially swearing around children. You know, fucking stop it. She's a teacher, you know. So right. uh, okay. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, nearly fresh topics. Uh, what we're going to be talking about is uh, non fungible tokens, uh, which is a, obviously a crypto thing. We'll get into for beginners, but I. I I assume most people listening to us to begin with will be familiar with it. So we'll be talking yeah, the, about NFT projects. The audience, the audience we steal uh-huh. from our NFT projects will know what NFTs yes. are. Well, well, hopefully, or they're, yeah. they're in the wrong fucking place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to be talking about NFTs. Uh, we, we share a lot of fantasy, fantasy books, fantasy movies. Uh, particularly at the moment, uh, we're talking Wheel of Time, the, the new Amazon Prime mm. video release. Yeah. Which has been amazing. By the way, I caught up to episode six, by the way, but episode okay. seven is released. I've still got to. So right, I've been doing some work, you know. Yeah. And uh, also we'll have, uh, we'll be talking a lot about our, our love of comedy, um, our uh, some serious talks about uh, philosophy, mental health, particularly men's mental health. And this is what the, the podcast is going to be about. So introducing Absolutely. us both, Jason, why don't you let us know who you are and why you're doing this and uh, whatever you can think of. Sure. Uh, that's That was a pretty good summary of, of I think, what the show is going to be about. And it'll obviously evolve over time. And um, my name is Jason. Uh, I'm also known as the Penguin VA online. I may be better known as the Penguin VA than I've ever been known as Jason. Uh, I live here in lovely, dark northern Canada. Not as not as far north as you can get. I'm I'm in a city called Edmonton. And uh, yeah, what else can I tell you about myself? Community manager primarily for a few different NFT projects. Uh, so um, that's really where I found kind of my niche is is apparently I'm I'm not too bad at community managing and, and getting people excited and engaged and and uh, organizing for NFT projects so I quite enjoy that and that's how you and I met and who are you yeah oh well thank you for asking allow me to introduce myself oh uh, and this, so is Man- I am... this is Mando I was about to say like <laughs> <laughs> you, you had your hand over here like because an ear just appeared out of the cosmos you know i was like what the, what's going yeah. on this this uh, podcast okay. is actually just a way for me to show off my four cats so you'll Actually. see them all as you'll see them all as we record and you'll also notice that uh, as much as we try to clean this up in editing uh there's probably going to be a fair amount of crosstalk especially for the first few episodes because well we're getting used to it anyways yeah, yeah. without without <laughs> further ado who are you? Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Uh, so the name's Ross A. Campbell. Uh, I have to add the A in there because there's like another more famous Ross Campbell. Uh, but so be it, you know. Uh, Ross A. Campbell, I, I color comic books for a living, a uh, professional comic book colorist, they would call me. 
And I've recently gotten into the world of NFTs, like Jason says, it's where we met. And it's, it's sort of where I, I see myself going to NFTs and video games, which seem to get more and more linked as, mm-hmm. as the days go by. And we are measuring it in days, really, it's going that fast. But um, no, I, I live in uh, the north of Scotland, uh, from Scotland myself. Uh, don't care to move, although it's freezing. Like, I, I'm, at, I'm in my house just now, but I've got, like, the leather jacket and the fucking snood on, you know. It's um, we, we have some work to do, but it's fucking cold, man. D- dark as well. Dark, so. Yeah, I think you may be further north than me, which is saying something. I would say that's, that's, that's a good uh, summary of who I am. What was your first experience with NFTs? Um, this had to do with Mark McKenna. So Mark McKenna is a, an artist, a Marvel a DC artist from yonder year, who, who is into NFTs himself. He was first contacted by Maker's Place because he'd done Star Wars comics before and Maker's Place was like, we could get Mark to do licensed Star Wars. I, I've been working with Mark for, I don't know, maybe f- coming up to five years, I would say. So when this happened to Mark, I was sort of included because like I'm his go-to guy for colors. He'd done a collaboration of Jose Delbo, who is also another comic book legend, more golden age stuff. Um, I think he's, he's, he's getting up there in years, like 80, 84, I, I like to say, but I, I couldn't, couldn't say exactly. But he, he and Mark done a collaboration of a few characters. There was Wonder Woman, Deadpool, uh, and another three characters, I can't remember. Um, and I think that was my first mention that I, I got of NFTs is, oh, this is for an NFT. Have you ever heard of that? No, I've not. And then, you know, I don't know it must have been a year now, but like a year later, I'm, I'm balls deep in it. So that's, that, was, that was my first uh, experience is uh, the, the art stuff. You know, it has been a boon for artists, for sure. Um, oh, and, yeah. But, I mean, it wasn't early by any stretch of the means. I'm still a fucking... I'm, I'm a latecomer as far as... Well, I'd, I'd argue we're all still early, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, how, how about yourself, then? When did Because you, you've been into crypto for a wee bit. I've been into crypto, um, you know, separate from NFTs. I've been into crypto, yeah, for quite quite a while i think i started dabbling in mining bitcoin in 2013 um right. so it's right. been quite it's been quite the i don't have any from when i started mining it would be great if i did uh because you know bitcoin's bit i think i think the first time i invested in bitcoin it was worth 250 dollars per coin and now it's obviously worth you know, 70,000 USD per coin or something, or 60,000 USD per yeah. coin. Uh, oh, it's, it's, I, it's such a strange thing, right? Because even 250 at that time would have felt like, ah, oh, that's, that's too much. I can't afford to fucking put 250 right? or this if I wanted to buy yeah. something. No, exactly. Sorry for interrupting you there. No, it's, 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 it's exactly. So, so I, I spent, um, you know, not much money, 30, 40 bucks on, on what's called an ASIC application specific integrated circuit. And that's what you use to mine. That's what you use to mine Bitcoin 
Um, because very quickly, you know, the great thing about Bitcoin when it first started was that you could mine it just using the CPU built into your computer. And then uh, eventually it became right. too powerful for that. So you had to use the GPU in your computer. Um, but these days, if you were to use your CPU or GPU, you'd burn out your computer. Like it just, it's not possible. So I bought, I bought uh, an ASIC. Um, but even the one I bought was way out of date, right? I just wanted to, to figure out what right. it was all about. So I bought it. I mined a little bit of Bitcoin. And that little bit of Bitcoin would, would be worth, I don't even want to think about it right now. So I used Brave Browser because of its crypto sort of centric privacy policies and, and the fact that you can earn crypto while uh, browsing. And through Brave, it's actually funny. Brave, Brave, bought, Brave brought NFTs to my attention in two different ways. Um, but the first way was through a game called Upland. And Upland, Upland is a property-based um, game. It's sort of like real-world Monopoly. Yeah. So Upland, Upland will go in and, um, you know, they open various cities and they have a few cities across the U.S., and you just go in and you buy property and each individual property that you purchase is an NFT. And right. so that was sort of my first experience with NFTs. And that led me to the Wax blockchain, um, which is where a lot of the companion, um, companion projects for Upland or some of the community driven projects for Upland come from is the Wax blockchain. Uh, and then that kind of just led me down this rabbit hole to, to what it's become, which is literally my whole life. I do, I, I work in NFTs for a living now. It's what pays the bills. It's pretty hard to believe. And um, I suppose in Upland, it was, well, while you were dealing with the sort of, like there was a community, I suppose, that you were involved with. Like yeah. you, not as a like managing, but maybe just like you seen that everybody was talking to each other. It was all a, a pleasant time, let's say. That's like, right. What, what, was that a draw to you? Like It, oh, it was. Cool. It, it very nice. much was. So through Upland, um, I, I didn't have a specific Upland community, at least not when I first started. Um, but in jumping onto the Discord for Upland, because I realized that's where all the action was. And I, I hadn't really been, like I'd, I'd had Discord prior to that, but I hadn't really used it that much. So jumping onto the Discord, I, I sort of started to see all of these um, community initiated companion projects to Upland. And through that, I ended up meeting a couple people um, who I, who I then partnered with, um, both just from a kind of a friendly community perspective and also from a, uh, I guess, from a business perspective, partnering with those people allowed me to connect with what ended up becoming my first community management job. Did with Metaforce Comics, which is on the Wax blockchain, as I've been talking about. And um, that was my first community management gig. I've done real world things, which I suppose are similar to community management, 
know, I've organized and fundraised and helped run election campaigns and things like that. So those are all aspects of community management, I would say. But that was the first time, yeah, with Metaforce um, that I actually was in charge of managing a community. And that's become a really awesome experience. And then um, I was able to hook up with the Master Brews team, again, alerted to them by Brave. They did some brave advertising for their own set of NFTs. And so I was able to hook oh, up yeah. with them. And, and in, the, in a weird, you know, small world, you know, falling under the category of it's a small world, I was involved with Master Brews in one direction. Some of my colleagues that I knew independently came to Master Brews from a completely different direction. And then I was sort of able to go like, oh, weird, I have a connection to them through my own. I also have a connection to them a little bit through Metaforce. So it's just kind of funny how kind of stars aligned. And um, and now I work for Master Brews as one of my clients full time. So it's crazy. Yeah, I do think it's interesting. Uh, although I suppose it should come as no surprise if you if you have similar interests and you're sort of going in the same direction, it's no surprise that you would intersect again, you know, but nonetheless, yeah. it is pleasant. You know, it's like, Oh, mm -hmm. how the hell did that happen? Uh, I dig that. Yeah. I dig that. Um, it's, I, it's I, really I'd, interesting. I'd, I'd, sorry. On you. Oh, I, I apologize. No, I was going to say it's, it's interesting how, how small and interconnected the NFT community is. Um, even and that's why i think we're still early to it because really what we what we spend a lot of time talking about in the nft community is community and how you still need really a yeah. community to to be successful right so um yeah it's crazy to me how small the community is and in some ways getting smaller and i don't mean um smaller by number of people i just mean more tightly connected and more interconnected yeah 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 it's, it's it's like you say it's small in that sense but it's, i mean it's also vast like the amount of projects for example uh I've, christ I, I wouldn't even want to say it's like 20x it's, it's probably more than that it's 50x in the last few months you know and so in a sense it's it's very large and intimidating and you know how the hell are you ever going to make a, a name for yourself out there uh and i i'm still fucking pondering that question although i've, I've had a bit of luck with master brews you know um only in the sense you know people wouldn't see ross a campbell and think oh master brews heroes and villains but they would see me in the heroes and villains chat and be like oh that's wrong and like, i did try my luck in like the one-on-one -on -one markets and you know, one-on-ones being just like single pieces of artwork, maybe sort of fine art, not generated. Um, and uh, well, I've still got a few pieces up on Ethereum to like to to the tune of maybe like five five either per piece. Well, that's the that's the most expensive one. And to be fair, I don't know who's going to buy it at that price, but I figure well, I may as well list things very highly because in a sense if you don't if you don't like no one else is gonna do it for you i feel yeah. 
like you have to be your own sort of cheerleader and i'm like because a couple of these pieces i'm very very proud of and but yeah fuck it we'll we'll see we'll see i mean you're right um, you have to you have to value your work right otherwise yeah. who else is going to so uh spoiler alert for anyone who intends on watching the wheel of time or reading the wheel of time that the next say i don't know at least 10 minutes probably will be about i'll put up some sort of uh uh sign that says uh you know stop fast forwarding or something so if you if you want to listen to the rest of the podcast but you don't want to listen to the wheel of time talk then you can skip ahead at this point uh yeah so so wheel of time episode six so remind me what so like what's the last where are the characters right now okay the characters are in Tarvalon. uh everyone's met up again so uh Matt and Egwin, 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 Egwin. This is a point that I've actually written down that I want to discuss. How how different are the pronunciations of the the names that you thought were going to be? Because I'm not sure. I'm not even sure that's a fucking good question. Like grammatically no, correct. It, it, oh, well. um, Egwin, <laughs> Egwin, Egwin. That's pretty mm. similar to how I heard it in my head. Mm. Egg, Egg, I think, is how, how it is in my head. Yeah. Um, Nineave is not how I pronounced it, and I think that's mm. how they pronounced it. Yeah. I always said, like, I don't know what I called her in my head, like Nineveh almost or something oh, like okay. that. I, I had um, Nineave, I think. Nineveh. I was calling her in my head. Yeah. But Nineave... It seems to be the way. Seems and the then, way. Um, uh, I guess there's really any other. Yeah. Odd... Well, you've got Aesidae. 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 I, I think. I, yeah, I think I was saying Aesidae in my head. Um, I was too. Even though I read a pronunciation guide early on that mm. I think said it was supposed to be Sidae, mm. in my head I still called it Sidae. Right. Right. Well, that's fair enough. It's uh, you know who who needs to listen to whatever they have to say in books. Eh? Fuck those right. guys. Exactly. Right. Yeah, it's all about what they uh, what they tell us, how they tell us to pronounce it. That's, yeah, exactly. You that's know. the. All right. So they've all been they've all been re. Okay. See, it's only because I'm on camera. They don't want anything to do with me when I'm not on yeah. camera. Um, so you're having too much fun up there by yourself. That's Always right. Yeah. Anim animals don't realize we're interacting with other people. You know, I feel like my dog just sees me staring at the wall for days and days, as far as I'm concerned. You know? Yeah. So like, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? You know, what is he doing? He's having a stroke. Um, <laughs> right. So they've met in Tarvalon. Was the That's stuff right. with, was the stuff with Egwene and Perrin and the white cloaks, the previous episode then episode five. I, I think so, where when they got caught, and uh, I but, say got caught, I suppose they did get caught. They got caught. Yeah. They got yeah. caught, because Aram doesn't know how to protect people, so, because he's just a, he's the way of the leaf, so what can he do? Right. He's going to yeah. get run down by those white cloaks. Well, that's, that's the way it is. Um, 
I, I can't remember how 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 they said their name as well. Like Anoethwin or something. Oh yeah, the two Tuathor. Oh no, Tuathor. Because there's so many. Because then there's also the Sea Folk, not the Shanshan, yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. the Sea Folk. They mm-hmm. also have a, a weird name. That's right. That's right. Anywho, uh, how much how much do you hate Child Valda? Oh, he's he's a very dislikable character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Christ Almighty. Um, yeah. I didn't I didn't expect the depiction of the children of the light to be so evil to begin with. Like they were sort of foreboding in the books. But uh, so far I'm I'm thinking maybe a bit too much unwarranted cruelty um in, in that sort of vibe but i get why they're doing it um i i wonder um how like we've all got memories of how the books are and i wonder like how accurate are my memories now because it has been a few years so anything that i say you know oh maybe it's a bit too cruel children are like yada yada like maybe that's just bullshit maybe i'm just wrong but they 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 got crueler throughout Uh the books as you um, got to know them more throughout the books, mm. I think they became just monsters. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I got that impression. Like yeah, at the start, it's more like they're just another faction. Yeah. You know, doing what they do. And like the Ace of Day sort of dislike them and that's it. But now they're like, you know, they're, they're well, practically at war, I suppose like a sort of cold war where the children of the light are being bastards and maybe the ICDA are just not giving a fuck just now. I don't know, but it's cool. It's interesting. It's intriguing. It's intriguing because like that, that thought struck me was how can this version of, of the children of the light be so powerful, right? All those Aes Sedai rings that Valda had collected, like that mm. was a substantial number of Aes Sedai. <laughs> That's a lot. And and right where Perrin and Egwene get caught, that's mm. in full view of Tarvalon. How are the yeah. sisters? How are the sisters allowing the White mm. Cloaks to operate so close to Tarvalon? Right. So yeah. I think it really underscores how much. The, the Aes Sedai power is dwindling and how Loghain yeah. was how Loghain kind of hit it on the head when he said like a hundred years ago there's no way I would have been able to build the army that I built mm-hmm. but today mm-hmm. I was able to do it that's that's interesting um I don't think of it that way because when I seen the children of the light and Tarvalon in the background I was like there's no way that would happen you know like just get some fucking sisters out there and like scour the roads and fuck them off basically um right but you raised a good point about you know how their power is diminishing and that could be a bit of foreshadowing really very smart very smart changes changes my perspective and another really good comment i heard about um because there's obviously a lot of people who are having trouble kind of reconciling what's happening on the show with what they know from the books. And I have a good friend, actually, he and I got into a fight because of some of the differences and, and how I was kind of embracing them and he wasn't, but, but nevertheless, um, this is just a different turning of the wheel. 
So this doesn't necessarily mean, right? This is a different turning than the turning that we got in the books. So right. yes, some similarities may be happening, but ultimately it's a different turning. So mm-hmm. events mm-hmm. are going to be slightly different. I, I'm not too, I'm not too annoyed at the differences. In fact, I wouldn't even say that. I'm not too, I'm not even noticing a lot of differences. Um, like for example, when I was reading comments before having seen the episodes uh, that, oh, maybe they've changed the dragon or here's why, here's why someone else's dragon works. In the actual show, I've not seen any hint at a change of main character or a change in the dragon, you know, like mm-hmm. none at all. There's been, there's been some speculation within the characters being like, oh, maybe it's, uh, who was it, Nynaeve? when she healed everyone in that after right. the, the low gain fight, you know? Um, but we knew that she was a strong uh, weaver anyway. So it's like, all right, some characters within the show are thinking, oh, maybe it's a different person. But yeah, I, I've not seen anything that struck me as, now I don't like this. It's not similar to the books. Uh, so so far, so good. I think they've, they've kept... Uh, kept the story good i think and without spoiling anything in the episode uh, that you haven't seen yet i will just say that that sort of carries on if that makes okay. sense so mm-hmm. um speaking of that uh nine nave how do we say, what do we land on nine 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 speaking of of the wisdom's um healing capability what did mm-hmm. that how what did you think of that when friggin' uh, Logan cuts down everybody and Lan gets his throat slashed and then Nynaeve saves the day. Yeah, I, w- I was actually really worried because, like I say, I was I was looking out for these hints that, oh, things are going to change, you know? And I was like, oh, shit, we, we can't lose Lan, for example. He was just bleeding out. I was like, there's no way he's got... There's no way Aesidae magic can fucking solve that now. It's too far gone. And then this big blast of healing happens. And I was like, oh, fucking thank God. Because he's he's such a great character, and I love uh, I I think I love this depiction of him. Like um, I, that's another thing. Um, I want to get into like the ethnicities of people, and I think so far the only gripe that I've had that doesn't make sense because well I was going to say like I love Land's character, like the the Asian appearance and whatnot, sort of samurai look almost, like very warrior esque, very bold. Um, but the one ethnicity change that I thought was didn't work was the the main character rand because i'm not sure if you oh, fucking funny. i'm not sure if you remember this but he is he was born of the aiel who live in like a very deserty plain very like yeah. fucking no water whatsoever so he's supposed to be like the characteristics are brown with red hair you know mm-hmm. whereas he's he's white as snow you know like the mm-hmm. the actual village itself the two rivers is quite homogenous yeah. and he's supposed to be the sort of outlier like, oh, look around, but still they're fucking taking him in as uh, you know, the body of the Kirk, as they would say in Scotland, which just means, you know, you're part of the community. Right. Oh, okay. Um, and, and I think that's, uh, everything looks good to me uh, apart from that. But is it a problem? Probably not. It's just, you know, I, I like I like books to be, I like, I like the movies or the adaptations to follow certain. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I um I can't comment because of what I know. 
uh, okay. in the next episode. So I will okay. just say, stay tuned. Um, right. <laughs> uh, okay. But okay, yeah, let me guess um, then. Let me guess. Is it Rand's father was white? Uh, no. Okay. Um, Never mind. Yeah, I don't want to say because you may you may come back and tell me. I don't know what you're talking about. That didn't resolve <laughs> any of my concerns. Right, right, so, right. Okay, um, um, but it is a cool man. Yeah. Um, mm. So yeah, I I really liked. Uh, I also really like Land's portrayal. I mm. think um, mm. it, uh, the actor's name, I believe, is Daniel Henney, and he yeah. is doing uh, just a fantastic job as Land, and mm. we get to see. Um, uh, some of the borderlands in the next episode. So, oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for yeah. that. Um, speaking of portrayals, I think Rosamund Pike, um, who I barely know, I've seen her in other things, but when I first seen Moraine, like in the trailer, I was like, mm, I'm not sure how I feel about her doing it, but excellent portrayal as well. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure what I like about it. She just, she's good, just works. The only the, the main comment I hear about Moraine and and Lan, and it's not necessarily a criticism, it's just pointing out a difference. The 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 major um yeah, the, the discussion I've heard about Lan and Moraine is um they're portrayed as much harder and more stoic in the books, whereas they seem to be just a little bit friendlier and a little bit more playful in the TV show. And I think you kind of have to do that, right? You can't have, you can't have a character that you can't like if Lan was, what am I trying to say? It took like three or four books for you to start to view Lan as a an actual being. character as a human yeah, being yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't take three or four seasons to do that yeah. here right you've yeah. got to you've got to do that from early on hmm. i would say the the first few episodes alan was quite stoic apart from like when he when they were both having that bath in uh in the inn alvier's inn and uh, it was a bit of smile but i think i think they were like more friendly in between the ice today and the water but outwardly, they were uh, a bit more, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to say hostile, but yeah, less friendly. So like within their bonds, you've seen a bit of playfulness, but outwardly, it was like, yeah, they're big, scary characters. Maybe it only lasted two episodes, I'm not sure. But I think we, we got that first impression. And now, yeah, he's, he's thawed a lot quicker, uh, like you say. Yeah. I think I wanted to bring up the environments in the Wheel of Time. Um, I had a couple of impressions. Um, the two rivers, I think, was tremendous. Like it was exactly how I thought it was going to be in the books. What was your impression? Uh, yes, I agree. It it even um, the scene that I have clearest in my mind from the books is mm -hmm. Rand and Tam walking Bella into mm -hmm. town. And so I'm glad we got a glimpse. You know, it obviously wasn't exactly as I as I imagined it, but I'm um, I'm really glad we got that journey and and mm. um, and we got to see everything. And and yeah, the landscape is amazing. And when they pushed Egwene into the water and just that whole yeah. scene, yeah, very cool. I, that was cool. 
it was funny. <laughs> I always laugh yeah. when people get <laughs> pushed and have a big fright. Um, uh, on still on the environments, um, we recently got to see Tarvalon. And my impression was not as tall as it should have mm-hmm. been. Mm-hmm. You know? A it little stubby. Very, very stubby uh, construct, you could say. Eh? Like the White Tower, in, in my remembering of the book, is just so high, like you can barely see the top sort of thing. Yeah. Even though it's still a very imposing structure. Um, not, not what I thought it was. I'm, I'm intrigued... Uh, to see the the stone is it the stone of tear or mm, tear? tear yeah i always said tear yeah yeah uh, i'm i'm very intrigued to see the stone because that's also a fucking very foreboding uh i was going to say instrument there <laughs> Const- yeah. construction Alice. fortress <laughs> yeah. yeah fortress yeah because is um, it all gear built as well yeah 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 oh gear oh gear not ogre no speaking right. of which uh, not not to take you off your environment beat but what did you think of loyal i thought it was cool um another issue with height though i think he should have been much bigger they but, um sorry on you i i read uh an article that basically said um they did not want to make it cgi mm-hmm. and they did not want to um they basically decided like Let's make him as big and as tall as we can with just prosthetics and without needing any sort of supports or anything. Yeah. So yeah. so that was a conscious decision they made because they felt CGIing up some character would probably not be sustainable. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it must cost an arm and a leg um, to do it right. And speaking of doing it right, I noticed a couple of bloops let's say in the cgi in uh, the first couple episodes at least but uh, nothing nothing too bad um i mean and i think the the trollocs were done well um and the magic was cool um not what i expected uh but like well speaking of the magic and the like the weaving the the intro video i'm not sure we call that the intro short that they do with the the intro music and that like the whole weaving. Oh, like the op- the opening opening like the credit the opening credits yeah 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 i, I thought that was amazing like i love mm-hmm. the music i love the uh like that ex- explosion of magic and the weaves are all going through the air and that. i thought it was like really artistic and beautiful and like, i i don't even skip it you know when i'm watching the episode i'm like all right cool let me see this shit again uh actually you know speaking of the music I don't mind that opening um, for the first few episodes, though, I was really put off by the music. It took me right out of the show. Right. I, I felt like it was like it was too like almost they were like forcing like Lord of the Rings style, like I don't want to call it like Irish folk song or whatever, but to me, it just sounded way too like celtic i guess yeah yeah it's got like a bit of that um hurdy-gurdy feel to it you know yeah yeah and i i haven't noticed it i haven't noticed it in the last few episodes so i don't know if that means it's changed or maybe i'm just getting used to it Mm -hmm. um and so i'm not noticing it anymore but yeah that's that was really my only complaint through the first Mm -hmm. few episodes was Mm -hmm. was the score oh well so it's warmed on you a bit 
I must have. Yeah. Or, 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 or they changed it to be better. One yeah. or the other, but <laughs> changed it to suit you. I think it's like yeah. hearing some bad things from that Jason one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, uh, all right. Uh, okay. I had another, another thing was, oh, that's right. And this is just a, this is the first episode when the Trollocs attacked and Tam, Tam Althor, the, the father around in, got his sword out and you had this close-up shot of the mark on the heron. mark of the heron on the sword you know? oh like, yeah that was a moment Damn. for me you know they yeah. always add like a wee little thing in for the the fans you know and i was like ah oh, goosebumps man. mark yeah. of the heron that's the mark of the sword master fucking oh, yeah. time out thor oh, yeah. what is going on here Damn out thor what about what do you know <laughs> but I, I think i think we discovered that in the books a bit further on right or was that yeah, uh, the first? No, Ran, Ran gets the heron mark pretty early. Like, oh. Tam gives him the sword pretty early. Because that okay, Trolloc right. attack all happens. Speaking of the Trollocs, like, I hmm. I was really worried that they would look like shit. But yeah. they don't. No. <laughs> that's right. And I think that's the best thing you... That's the best compliment you can give, is that they don't look like shit. That's not to say <laughs> I don't think they look good. I just mean in the grand scheme of things, like I'd love to go up to the creator and be like, hey, they didn't look like shit. Good job. You know? <laughs> uh, I also, I thought it was, uh, I thought I was all prepared to get angry. You know, the scene where we finally found out what happened to Nynaeve and how she got away from the Trollocs. Yeah. I thought we were about to see a Trolloc show some compassion for yeah. its wounded mm-hmm. compatriot. And I was about to get really angry. Yeah. And then he no, just goes to town. Yeah. yeah. And then he just goes to town. And I was like, oh, okay. That makes more okay. sense. <laughs> I think I think that's what we're portraying Nynaeve as seeing, you know. She was like, oh my God, they're gonna be nice to one another. And then oh holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> By a bit of humanity, but no, none of that. No, that's good. Not at all. So anyway, getting back to NFTs, uh, we were supposed to find a project that we really like the look of and uh, just discuss it openly for anyone to hear about. Now, you said you had something, that you found something. Yeah, I'll set up my screen share here if it lets me. Yeah, so Novo Pangea is a project on the Wax blockchain. And uh, as we get more and more uh, into the podcast and into the episodes, I think our our viewers will become familiar with Wax if they're not already. Um, I like Novo Pangea for for a few different reasons. I, I like the art. Um, I really like anything that kind of has to do with, well, you can see here, light, water, time, earth, space, shadow. So I kind of like the idea of different elements coming together to form different things. I like the art here. Um, yeah, yeah, it's cool. You can see all the different styles of art. And then mm. I, I really like it because they're going to allow the community to vote on where they want the story to go right. and kind of they'll draw art as the story progresses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, so, you see an example of a, of a vote they'll take here kind of deal. So this is a, a video game or is that collectibles sort of card game? So to begin with, it's a collectible card game. Um, and then I believe it's actually going to be turned into like a, a video style video game. Gotcha. Um, I, I, I like, um, 
you know, um, land, NFT land is, yeah. has caught fire recently and mm -hmm. they're, they're offering, uh, their early adopters a way to, you can, you can trade in or burn some of the original NFTs in exchange for land. Oh, so cool. I like that. I like that they're, um, kind of offering land without it being, oh, well, you've got to spend another, you know, $500 on it or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's, that's cool. the other, that's the other nice thing about the wax blockchain is that it tends to be significantly cheaper than projects that you'd find on Ethereum. Um, and that's not to say the project is cheaper or worse or worth less. It's just that um, there's an expectation with wax that it'll be cheaper but more frequent drops as opposed to with ethereum when i think you maybe get one drop and then that's that or, or maybe a yeah. couple drops or whatever right mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. the other reason i really like this project and this is something that has become near and dear to my heart lately and i think warrants maybe a larger discussion on on another episode perhaps um is the fact that the team is basically doxed, right? So it's not it's not doxed to the same extent that you or I are in some of our projects. You know, people know people know who you. It wouldn't be that difficult. I don't think somebody could show up at your house if they wanted to, but it yeah. wouldn't be that difficult to to find you. Um, and I and I think that's the same for me, and that's the same with with the Master Bruce team and the other people on Heroes and Villains. Um, and actually, I had a question about that that I'll circle back to. But in the meantime, um, yeah. So you can see here, you know, it, it's not fully doxed as as far as anyone's aware. This picture may not be this person's actual yeah. picture, right? So that's not Warwick. Um, Right, exactly. But but I like that there's at least an attempt. Um, although this guy, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but this guy looks like Charles Manson. Um, <laughs> Offspring. Yeah. Watch out for him. <laughs> and this is about the, the lightest or the least amount of doxing that I now look for in a project. Uh -huh. If I can't find out who you are, if I can't find out somebody's preferably full name, uh, and maybe even an email address. I don't really think I want anything to do with your project anymore. And, and, you know, because this is a wax project, which again, doesn't have to mean it's cheaper, but in this case, it happens to be cheaper. You could buy a pack of four NFTs for $15. So do I, do I want to get rug pulled or lose my $15? No, obviously not but it's easier to swallow than if I was to lose $1,500 or whatever, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, less risk. Yeah. Right, so that, that's that's my thoughts. That's Novo Pangea, N-O-V-O-P-A-N-G-E-A dot I-O. Mm -hmm. um, before we get to yours, I just had a quick question, which was um, obviously your docs as part of the Heroes and Villains project. Did it mm -hmm. ever occur to you that you wouldn't be or or did you ever think it was weird that you know you you had to associate your full name or is that just expected because of your background yeah i think um it, it wasn't even a thought 
just you know rosé gambles on it and and that's it but i understand that in the world of crypto uh particularly if you know you're you're making bank there's security measures you know and and so i understand people not wanting to be doxxed but i also understand that if you don't dox yourself then you know who's people might not trust you because you right. can just pull a rug from underneath someone so yeah it's uh for me it was never a question but i i, I get it i i get the the practice you know but uh, it never a question and uh, i was never worried about anything like i'm not i'm not making any serious bank anyway no one's gonna fucking well i say no one's gonna steal from me someone has already dirty bastards but uh it was it wasn't it wasn't amount an amount i couldn't fucking recover from that's good that's good yeah. and and let's face it it's not like um you know i'm thinking of like bernie madoff you can still be ripped off by people who you know who they are right so yeah. it's not like it's not like doxing is the perfect protection but yeah, it definitely right. helps yeah it definitely yeah, yeah. helps that's well what about you did you ever think um is that an issue like were you in the culture of anonymity i guess like from crypto um no i think i've always been pretty cavalier with my online persona um <laughs> i'm not particularly concerned you know well from a financial perspective if somebody wants to steal my identity and take on all my debt that is fine with me. <laughs> Please um, do. Here's yeah. my address, my social yeah. security number. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, but no, you know, like I don't, I don't have anything to hide. And and it was made clear to me when I got hired on by Master Bruce that that was an expectation. Is that you know that any um, you know my email address with Master Bruce has my first name in it. It's Jason. Um, so. So no, any I, I again, much like you, I it, it wasn't a concern. I'm not going to shout my full address from the rooftops, but I I've probably dropped enough hints about where I'm from, um, and will continue to do so, especially on this podcast as we start to feel more comfortable with it. That um, you know, at some point somebody's going to go, "Hey, I'm also from your city. Do you live right here?" And I'll be like, uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, please don't talk to me anymore. You're yeah. creeping me out. <laughs> Actually, I I did have that experience with one of the Heroes and Villains community members who's also from oh, yeah. um, my city. And he <clears throat> had video footage of the apartment building. I'm not going to say next to mine, but pretty damn close. Jeez. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, fair enough. Who was it? Uh, damn it, no name. Damn it, no name. All right. Yeah. Well, he seems cool. Yeah, there's no names. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is not doxxed. No name. <laughs> so you've got an NFT project as well that you wanted to take us through today. That's right. That's right. So my NFT project uh, that I want to show, I, I say my NFT. It's not my NFT. It's just... A project that I know of and I want to show. This is the Satoshi's Legions. Satoshi, obviously, being Satoshi Nakamoto, yeah. the 
alias of the creator of Bitcoin. Who the fuck knows who he is? It's certainly not that Craig dude anyway. Yeah, um, you mean Craig Wright? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Satoshi's Legion, it's part of the Satoshi verse. This is made by uh, Jose Delbo, who I mentioned earlier, who we done, who I done a collaboration with, with Mark McKenna, and also Apollo NFT, who is run by uh, Delbo's grandson, uh, Nick, Nick Frontera. Me and Nick have been talking a lot, and um, uh, we collaborate a lot, but uh, I didn't even realize he was doing this. And then one day we were just talking about doing another piece together with Jose, and he shows me this, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's amazing. So it's a PFP project, uh, generative 10K, although minting uh, has it ended. It's either ending today or it's ended already. So I guess if you want in, you can buy mine for you know 10x the price if you five want. five yeah. ether yeah that's right yeah yeah <laughs> perfect but uh well as you can see it's it's pretty much set up like a like it's like a triple a video game quality you know you've got all these 3d models all these cool um attires and helmets and, and swords and it gives me like uh, a basically v, v like i'm vendetta. a very visual person yeah 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 totally v for vendetta vibes yeah yeah yeah, that's this, what the mask is all about. Um, like, I'm a very visual person, so I love the art. Um, I love if something's stunning, like, aesthetically, and uh, I love things that are well done, like, well, like, the technique is, is spot on, you know, and obviously the technique uh, is spot on with these guys. In fact, I collaborated with Nick on this piece that we've done for uh, a charity, for I've forgotten the name of it. It was basically to provide legal help and advice to the the underclass i guess you'd call them people who couldn't afford to do it themselves and this was also in collaboration with diplo with the dj uh, so it was a, a delbo diplo me and and last but not least also the the 3d artist um, group that done it mm. who if i can, can't remember the name of either god damn it, i'm terrible at this uh let me actually, I'll, I'll find it again and we can insert it. Yeah. Now, one of the interesting things about this IP is that there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of playing on the, the Bitcoin sort of non-inflation, um, what would you say, uh, perk, you know, Bitcoin being very, prominent because it's you're there will only ever be a certain amount of bitcoin it's not like a government right. can be like let's print 12 trillion dollars you know and it's like right, everybody's right. money sort of fucking losing so the i think the bad guys in this satoshi verse is uh i think they're called like the the the, the defenders of fiat you know uh ah. the the main character the main hero is uh, satoshi himself he's got two katanas he flies he's like a cool super superhero vibe you know so this is playing into the i think it's very smart because what a lot of people like about bitcoin and crypto well bitcoin in particular is this sort of safeguard against the government just sort of inflating the worth of your currency you know like it's just deprecating day by day and uh I know if ever if ever you were to make a story like a heroic story out of like Bitcoin and crypto, I think it, w- it would be this. You know, it's like the right direction. So anyway, like I, I think this is practically already set up for a video game. You know, 
like you've got your character it's literally already a 3d model you've got all these cool um backgrounds and by the way the backgrounds change per your um pfp nft it's uh, you get edinburgh you get, i've got a buenos aires one um you get tokyo you get uh, i think it's toronto like all, all of the cities all the major cities of the world basically you've got them and it's all sort of cyberpunky and i know it, it does remind me of sort of the cyberpunk 2077 the game you know Mm-hmm. And I know I, I just love it. So I, th- I think that's all I've got to say about that. Anyway, love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Uh, right. Good. So that's Satoshiverse.io. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So um, comedy bit of the podcast. The idea is that we we find a funny comedy bit that we want to show each other. And we'll play it and then we'll explain why why it is we like it. Or maybe it doesn't need explaining at all. Maybe it's just a very short, oh, that was funny. Haha. <laughs> and we move on. Right. But anyway, uh, the man, the legend, and the recently deceased, uh, Norm MacDonald, just on, a, on an interview. It's not even one of his specials. It's not even one of his jokes. I just found this to be like he's seen the way he, the, the, the interviewers thought it was going. And he was like, nah, I'm going to change this shit up. You know? So, all right, here we go. It's hotter than a two dollar. Well, he's got like twelve layers on it. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be really cold. Uh, you're from said, Canada. This should be like this should be springtime. No, I know I'm from Canada, but you know I'm still a human being. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you evolved differently. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm from the frozen north. Yeah. Yeah, it, it gets colder than uh, it gets colder than. Oh, oh, here we go. Your finger on the panic button. No, I think it gets colder than a vampire's demeanor. Wow. That's what I love about it. Like, everyone's like, oh, no, watch out, watch out. He's just going to say something crass. And he just fucking clicks on it. He's like, I'm going to change that shit. You know, he's fucking genius. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> a vampire's demeanor. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Oh, Norm. Gone too soon. Yeah, he's... He's... He's something. Mm. Mm. Stream of consciousness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's called conversation. <laughs> Stream of consciousness. I'm from Minnesota. Awesome. Well, should we have some sort of... I guess we'll develop over time some sort of um ending but for now we should do some credits but we don't really have any credits to do that's so. true well we'll just do it uh, like I, I would like to take some time to thank my 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 uh, co-host and co-creator jason docs jason uh, who's a very kind individual he's he's taught me much uh, in the world uh, he's like a father figure to me in fact so, you know, he's, he's that much older than me, but no, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad grandpa. we got to do this. <laughs> really glad we got to do this. Um, and yeah, here's to, here's to fucking 50 more at least. At least. Yeah. And I feel the same way, Ross. Um, uh, we, um, yeah, what can I say? Some, it's hard to make friends as an adult. And I think so yeah. sometimes when you, when you find someone even half a world away, uh, yeah. it's important, it's important to to embrace that and and to make yeah. friends and yeah. and then and of not course be embarrassed 
and not be embarrassed. And then what do you do in 2021 when you make new friends? Well, you monetize it, of course. So that's, that's what, right. Uh, that's, uh, so hopefully we'll get some ad drops in here one day. Amen. Amen. Oh, okay. My friend, it was nice talking to you. We'll do it yeah. again next week. Yeah. sounds good. And thank you for the audience for tuning in. And um, I'm sure it was a lot of fucking blather uh yeah most of the time but hopefully interesting blather and hopefully interesting and oh if you have any feedback or comments then you should email us at asknftpod at gmail.com asknftpod at gmail.com and you can visit us at nearlyfreshtopics.com beautiful beautiful all right peace out everyone all right ciao